Hello and welcome to the Hornets and Heartbreak Podcast. I'm Mark Bernanke and I'm here with my co-host Tim Rogers. What's up, Tim? What do you do, Ligger Mark? I'm doing just all right, man. Just all right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes, a rough game from the Hornets. The final score against the Cavaliers in our opening night game was 114 to 121. We lost by seven, but that doesn't really paint the full picture. It was a pretty depressing watch from the very beginning. We got outscored by 20 points in the second quarter. Um, The first quarter felt like we couldn't get any baskets to go in, I guess, until the very end of the quarter. Second quarter, we're outscored by 20 points. And then we were just fighting our way back the rest of the game. Uh, Granted, we did a decent job of getting relatively back into the game. But Terry Rozier had 42 points. He was awesome. He looked like he... You know, could not miss a shot. He was 10 of 16 from the three-point line. Gordon Hayward also was awesome. He had 28 points, was four for eight from the three-point line, made a bunch of mid-range shots, had seven assists as well. Uh, those two guys were awesome. But outside of them, pretty much nobody else on our roster played very well tonight. Um, PJ looked rough again. Miles had his worst game so far, I think, uh, including the four preseason games before this. Uh, LaMelo Ball didn't score a single point in 16 minutes. It was not a fun watch. Not not a good time tonight, Tim, especially against a team that was projected to have only 21 wins this year. Yeah, it was a uh, brutal performance outside of Terry and Gordy. Cody Zeller broke his hand tonight, which was also rough for us. That means more Bismack minutes since apparently Vernon Carey cannot play whatsoever. Uh, LaMelo was brutal tonight. Really showed that with the lack of the jump shot, it's going to be hard for him to be successful in pick and roll. Can't really showcase the passing without any ability to score. It hampered Lonzo to this day. Uh, It seemed like it wasn't going to be as big of an issue in the preseason, but really was ugly tonight. I think at uh, one point with about three minutes left in the fourth quarter, uh, Terry Rozier and Gordon Hayward combined for 12 of 20 from three, and the rest of our team was one of 17. Jeez. Miles was throwing up bricks tonight. Yeah. Also, yeah, was was looking for a shot more than he was in the preseason. I noticed uh, that. Then, I noticed that. Yeah, he, he like had some like mid-range pull-up shot, and I wrote down like <laughs> Miles, Miles just pulled up. Like we were just complimenting him on not doing this, and then he was doing it. Like he was taking more shots. Uh, I don't know why the hell he was doing that now in, in the regular season when it matters, but like he looked really good in the preseason because he didn't shoot the ball as much. Um, and now he's taking more shots and it looks, it looks dumb. Oh, for five from three tonight by miles. Yeah. He, uh, his, his first basket of the season was a, a nice clean spin move. Uh, handle was tight, got good separation, went in and then he just reverted right back to, Old Miles, like the handle loosened up again, stopped trying to make the easy pass, the easy play, was forcing a shot. PJ was the same way. I don't know why PJ has such tunnel vision these last couple games, but he was rough. He was Got minus him. 17. Um, I'm looking at the box score, one for five from the field with four points, only two assists. Dude, just a massive negative. What the hell is going on with PJ? I mean, oh, like, dude. I just don't get it. It's because apparently Larry Nance Jr. is prime Draymond Green. He was awesome tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. I have a new theory, dude. So I think Terry Rozier and Gordon Hayward, one of the two needs to be on the court at all times for the Charlotte Hornets. 
Uh, not because they're ne- necessarily even our two best players, but they do have the most experience in the NBA of anybody else on our team except maybe Cody Zeller. But, uh, yeah, but those two guys, you know, they have the most, like, meaningful minutes of any of any player on our team. And, yeah, dude, I think I think one of the two of those guys needs to be out there pretty much all times to, to calm the team down just a little bit. You could, you could throw Devontae in that category too, but I don't really like these lineups with like Devontae and LaMelo and Miles. It's not really, not really working for me. No, it's, it's tough enough with a, you know, one of LaMelo or Devontae on the floor defensively, both pretty bad. I mean, our whole team was terrible defensively tonight, yeah, but especially LaMelo. He stood out. It's probably the worst of the worst. Um, we, we do have to mention, uh, Terry just no shame gunning to try yes. to get 40. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, a lot of, a lot of players would, you know, at least try to hide it. He was just pulling up every time he got the ball. Borrego had the bogus, you know, challenge of the foul with 23 seconds to go down eight. Uh, it was a longer game than it needed to be just because Terry was gunning for points like Wilt Chamberlain when they were, when he scored a hundred it's like where his team was just fouling, fouling to get the ball back. Pretty gross, but happy for Terry. He was awesome tonight. He was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, Gordy was good. Gordy's iso ball, I think, was was a little ugly at times. He was settling for a lot of threes. Didn't look like he wanted to take in the paint, but I guess when Larry Nance is waiting for you, what else are you going to do? Yeah, on that same note of Terry like playing well in the second half, I'm glad you mentioned that because – I wanted to bring that up because all of our fans out there who just watch the bo- or just see the box score tomorrow are going to be like, you know, on Reddit, Terry Rozier, man, 42 points. <laughs> like, oh, man, if he's not an all-star this year, then I don't know who will be. And we need to, we need to settle down on that just a little bit. Um, he would definitely scored. I don't, I don't have the exact numbers, but I want to say like 30 of those points were in the second half. I think that's pretty safe. Um, well, we were already down 20 points. So uh, Gordon Hayward was like the better player in the first half. I thought he was like the most impressive player for a long stretch of the game. And then Terry, like somewhere in the third or fourth quarter, it was like, oh, Terry's having the best game. Yeah, he was he was hot. He carried our offense. We need it. Definitely, uh, it's not a great sign that Terry had, you know, maybe the best game of his career. And Gordon Hayward had a very efficient game, spread the ball out, uh, good shot selection. And we got just decimated by Cleveland when it was an actual game. Dude, and Cleveland didn't have Kevin Love. <laughs> Kevin Love did not play for the Cleveland Cavaliers tonight, everybody. Uh, we buried that about 10 minutes into the episode. That's all right. Um, <laughs> they played without without Kevin Love, and we still lost, like, just handedly. Man, you know, we've been linked to Andre Drummond in trade rumors, I feel like, for the last couple of years. What a terrible, terrible product to have to watch, man. Like, I don't know what he finished with tonight. I'm sure his box score would look good. Could you imagine watching him, I guess, 72 times this year? That would suck, man. Yeah. You know, you know what I was thinking about today as I watched this game, Tim? What you got? We need, we need a new center. And, like, Bismack and Cody is just not going to get it done. Like, I know that Cody uh, just, just hurt his hands. So I'm not just saying this because he's hurt. I'm saying this because... We just have very limited rim protection, it seems like, dude. Like, people are just getting easy paint points in the paint. Now, granted, Cleveland has, like, a lot of bigs. So, that might have been more apparent tonight than 
than it is in other games. But like tonight, that that was what I was thinking about the whole time I was watching us defensively. Like, oh, there's another easy layup. Like, or, oh, there's another easy dunk. Our rebounding is terrible. We were the worst rebounding team last year. It's looking like there's a good chance we go back to back with that. Yeah, dude, the rebound. We were out rebounded fifty to thirty-two uh, tonight. Oof. Yeah, man, that that is brutal. Yeah, I mean, I guess I think Miles Bridges led our team in rebounding with six rebounds in 22 minutes. Yeah, that's atrocious. On the note of some Cavaliers playing players playing well, you said this earlier about uh, Larry Nance Jr. They had like a lot of dudes just kind of show out tonight. So uh, they had Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, JaVale McGee. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. In, in my notes, I have it that uh, this must be what it was like to watch Prime Will Chamberlain. My God, <laughs> JaVale was hitting hey. some mean hook shots, dude. It was crazy. I don't know what was going on out there. Uh, he was yeah. he was on one tonight. I don't know if that's going to be a repeat thing, but he was he was hitting shots. He certainly looked surprised. I'm happy for JaVale, uh, three time NBA champion, and now he's just back where he belongs. He's going to be on like a 25 win team. He's going to have some Shaq and the Fool, Shaq and the Fool highlights. And um, he had his patented goal 10 tonight, which I feel like he does twice a game. Yeah, he at least has to have two goal 10s every single night. <laughs> Is a surprising five for five from the field as I'm looking at this box score. Uh, but that's just because he didn't shoot the ball outside of that. He, he like, you know, for someone who's like labeled as like a good shot blocker, he sure does seem to let somebody dunk the ball a lot. He also was one for five from the free throw line. Don't be thrown off by this box score. Like, Biz was not a fun watch tonight, even though he had 11 points. Yeah, I feel like the reason that uh, he only gets up, you know, like five shots in a game is because he also misses five to six open passes per game as well. Right, you right. Can... Yeah, and he'll just fumble the ball every once in a while, too. Yeah, brutal watch. Sucks to hate watching him play so much because by all accounts, a really nice dude does a lot of good stuff with his money. My God, he's a terrible basketball player. Yeah. We need, we need a new center. That's back to my, we need a new center theory. Hmm. You know, uh, I saw a young guy last night who had a really good game. Who's that Tim? James Wiseman <laughs> would be, would be pretty nice. My big Chris Bosch with Rudy Gobert's defense. Oh, Tim, just one game in, you're you're already saying you'd rather have Wiseman over ball. No, I mean I don't <laughs> I don't actually mean that cuz I think 3 years from now it won't won't be that way and that's what's important, but it might be it might be a tough season. It might be a tough season for us. Yeah, no, not not a good watch. We should not overreact to one game, but I said going in, man, if we lose to the Cavs and then lose to OKC, that's a problem <laughs> to start out the season, dude. Like, that's that's not good. Biz and Cody both with text tonight, out of character for two stand-up guys. Yeah. Yeah, the text, the text I thought were funny. Yeah, so I guess with Cody Zeller being out, that'll mean more minutes for Biz, which that's a letdown. I And it looks like, based on preseason, some Nick Richards run as well. The dark future... Uh, I'm trying to think, did, did PJ, PJ didn't play any at the five tonight, did he? No, he didn't. I wrote that down. Yeah, he had no minutes at the five, which is weird. We talked that up for so long and then just like, nah, we're not going to do it actually against this team with a lot of big men. Like, we're just not going to even try to go small. We played, we played some big lineups, dude. We had um, a couple times we had like Jalen, 
Miles and PJ all at this on all on the court at the same time. That was weird. Um, I thought at least I thought Miles was going to be like strictly a four kind of. He had, he played he played around with the lineups just a little bit tonight, like some weirder weirder stuff than in the preseason. Yeah, he did. Also, I guess it's fair to mention since we've been trashing them for like a month now, uh, Cody Martin was really good tonight. Oh yeah, Cody yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was I was I was going to mention that. Yep, he he was good. He he was one of the bright spots actually. Like the only other bright spot I think outside of Terry and Gordon that's really worth mentioning. Um and like maybe you could throw Bismack in there. He had a decent game. Yeah, um, I think I think on the bright side, I mean, LaMelo can't really play much worse than this, right? I mean, this has to be the nadir, near the nadir. Dude, you know what's funny is I know somehow we're going to see, like, a LaMelo highlight from tonight. <laughs> They're going to pull that shit out of the ether, and it's going to be on ESPN. <laughs> like, hey, like oh, yeah, I forgot about that play. <laughs> and then if, it's going to be on ESPN. <laughs> if they can find it, then that's that's very impressive, and they deserve to run it. No, I, prob- I promise you, man. Can you believe his passing? It's going to be the, high, the headline. <laughs> Uh, on ESPN two tomorrow morning. Man, can you believe how bad he is on defense? Yeah, I mean, even terrible. even knowing he was going to be bad, it's like ha- it's almost like you know, like the telephone game. You whisper things down. It's like half the team thought we were playing zone, half thought we were playing man to man. I don't know what we were doing out there. Just giving giving good shooters wide open shots. It was it was brutal. If if things things maintain like this, and again, it's only game one, so it's all an overreaction. But uh. It's not. It would not be looking good for Borrego if the defense keeps up. Let me read out Lamelo's stats: zero for five from the field, uh, zero free throws attempted, zero uh, offensive rebounds, one defensive rebound, three assists, two steals, three turnovers. Had to keep up that one to one ratio of turnovers to assists. <laughs> and yeah, man, not We're a great night uh, for Lamelo. Yeah, no, that was that was bad. Also, another weird uh, box score out of the. Terry Rozier, uh, was it 42 points? Yeah. Uh, only two free throws. Yeah, he made, made two free throws, four attempted. Um, yeah, four attempted. Uh, I thought that it was funny. The announcers also obviously you know, paid to kind of hype up the team. I mean, they just kept comparing his game to Dwayne Wade's. I mean, that is just that – should, that should not be allowed. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who it would be compared to. Whatever player, um, poor man's Devin Booker. Whatever player scoring a lot of points in the second half when it doesn't matter. Uh, that's what it was tonight. I mean, he was good, but like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna overreact to that to that performance. Uh, I, no, I'm, exci- I mean, I'm excited to what he, to see what he can do when it when it matters, though. No, and you know, honestly, I think that this game. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm happy with the result. I don't mean. I don't think there's any reason that we should think that we're going to be the 10th seed. I think that we're probably the second to third worst team in the East. Uh, I don't see a ton of upside with us. I think that we're in the same tier as Cleveland and next year's draft is stacked. I mean, just try to try to do your best to get that top five pick. Cause I mean, right now, even if our players continue to progress good rate, I mean, we don't have like our team of the future right now. Maybe two of these players will be on the team long-term, but we need a lot more talent and get a loss to Cleveland, get all those losses in. It's fine. It'll be worth it long-term. Yeah. Let me make this pitch real quick to to Hornets fans that are somehow still listening out there. Uh, Hang in there guys. 
we're going to, we're going to be the 12 seed this year. Like Tim just said, and we are going to get a decent pick 12 or 13 seed. I don't know. Something like that. And we're going to get a decent pick. And then next year, next year, we're also going to be pretty bad. But then the year after that, but then the year after that, we will be in the playoffs. And I mean, you, you will still be listening to this podcast and uh, we will be here for it. Right, Tim? Yeah. And it's like, you know, I don't, I don't think any Philly fans really care about the three years they were bad. Right. I feel like that's a fair trade off. I take the 10 good years for three terrible years. We've been terrible for 10 years anyway, 15 years. And it's worth mentioning, dude, I'm still more excited to be a Hornets fan than a Cavs fan after tonight. Still, <laughs> we still have more young players on the team that like, I'm excited to watch uh, and see how they pan out. Cleveland's got like two. So, uh, Kevin Porter Jr. Disrespect. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't play tonight though. Nah, he was, he was out. Yeah. All right. I think I have like a couple more points. Oh, the big thing, dude. So we buried this, uh, 10, 10 man rotation came out tonight. Your boy Malik Monk did not play. There is, you know, some reason to think that it's just due to him recovering from COVID, but there's also reason to think that he's just not going to be in the rotation. I think Cody Martin, has earned the respect of Borrego over Malik Monk. And I'm not sure he's going to play that many minutes. He needs to play more minutes for you to continue doing this podcast with me, I think. (laughs) I mean, I hate to say it, wherever Malik goes, I go at this point. It's kind of just, we're a package deal. (laughs) No, I think I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to chalk it up. I'm going to chalk it up to either COVID or James Borrego just, Hates Malik Monk. I don't know what Malik Monk ever did to him, but I mean, it just the Martin thing just doesn't. Once again, like I said the other day, doesn't make sense because our defense, which is you know, an above, you're like you know, slightly above average defensive guard, we're never going to stop anyone anyway. Just get Monk out there, get one more hypothetical shooter, but at least someone that can cut, actually make some plays with the ball. I mean, just go all in on offense. What's the point? Yeah, again, he averaged 18 points over, like, the last 14 games of last season. I don't know how that doesn't earn you, like, a minute in this game. I don't, I don't really – I don't understand that. Uh, even as the guy who's lower on Monk on this podcast, I still don't get why he's not playing. And I tweeted that earlier on our account, by the way. I was like, this is kind of bullshit. Yeah. How is he not playing? He, he must just be, like, a huge prick or something. I, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, doesn't sense. I mean, no offense to your guy, McDaniels, but he played tonight, bro. He played six minutes. Yeah, he got, like, time in the first half, too, and it was still a game. Yeah. Yeah, which was which was surprising. Um, and, like, okay, people are always talking about how the Hornets, like, oh, we have, like, a lot of guards. We're going to be playing a lot of guards, which is true. We have Devontae, Terry, and Lamelo. Outside of that, dude, Cody, who's a five, PJ, who's a, who's a four, slash five, Gordon Hayward, who's a four on defense, uh, Jalen McDaniels, who's a four, but like could be a five. Uh, Cody Martin, who's really a three. Miles Bridges, who's a four. Does Matt Bianco, who's a five. That was all the people who played. So we had three guards and then like all these big dudes. So I don't really know why Malik Monk can't play. Yeah, that's basically my take. Is like, it's like, oh, the Hornets heavy guard rotation, but there's like the rest of our seven people are all big. It'll be interesting to look back near the end of the season at uh, this rotation. I wonder how things are going to change. I mean, if we're, you know, 15 games below, like, you know, if we start off like six and 25, I mean, 
I mean, which is, I mean, it's like, feasible, it's, I yeah, yeah, that's like, that wouldn't be the most shocking thing in the world. I think that's, you know, like in like our lower, like 75th percentile outcome, but yeah, it's like, then maybe do you chop, you know, five or six minutes off of uh, Terry's time, give that to a Malik monk. Like, you know, does Bismack start to lose some minutes to Vernon Carey later in the season? You know, if it just, if we're clearly not going anywhere, which if today's game is any indication, we are not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Again, all overreactions based off the first game. Like you said, six and 25, I think, you know, give the team, give the team like at least five games before we say something like that. It is, it is just one game. I think Melo, you know, we can chalk a little bit of his bad play up to nerves, but dude, people, people need to bring down their expectations on him real quick. That's like two back-to-back games where it was like, I actually don't really want him to play. Like it was not, it was not fun uh, uh, watching him play tonight. I, I want to see what he can do, but I'm saying like when he's out there, it's not enjoyable. Yeah. It's, it's kind of tough to watch like this 19 year old kid just get pretty much punked and just have like a terrible game in front of you where you just wanted to succeed so much, but yeah, it's going to yeah. be, it's going to be a tough season for him. Still, you know, still some bright spots, but yeah, he's really going to need to work on his strength throughout the season so we can actually start to drive. And yeah, he's got to figure the jumper out. Cause I mean, once he unlocks even part of the part of that game with his passing and his dribbling, he'll be awesome. But until then, and then another thing I just got to mention, dude, tough looks for my guy, Markeith Bolden, who came into the, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> in the second half uh, when that guy got hurt on the Cavs. Windler uh, left the court with an injury, and he was fouled. So Borrego got his pick of players to choose uh, to go in and shoot two free throws. And Marky, he chooses Markeith Bolden, who played in one game last year, was not expecting to play at all tonight, made his season debut to miss two free throws and immediately go back to the bench. That is yeah. tough. I feel bad I, for that guy. I say, I felt, yeah, I felt bad for that in real time. Yeah, that was tough. No fans to see it. Anything else, Tim? Um, I'm looking, I'm looking through my notes right now. <laughs> oh, uh, Terry Rozier's facial hair is terrible. Oh, that also reminds me PJ uh, shaved off his hair. Yeah, definitely, definitely does not look as cool. Uh, but yeah, I would say that Terry Rozier's facial hair is up there with Paul Pierce's and just some of the some of the worst looks in NBA history. Oof, tough looks for Terry. All right, guys, uh, catch us next Wednesday. Uh, we will be releasing next Wednesday morning our normal podcast episode. Big shout outs to our two patrons. The number has gone up from one to two since last time. Jack Anderson and Caitlin Furland. Shout out to you guys for being Patreon supporters. Uh, if you haven't checked that out, you can check it out in the show notes. If you like this, make sure to listen to yesterday's episode, episode seven. We did a, a full Eastern Conference preview. It was a good time. Got some league-wide takes off. Enjoy. Also, uh, be sure to email us at hornetsandheartbreak at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments. And also be sure to uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or subscribe slash follow wherever you listen. Tim, it's been real, man. Uh, Better luck to us on Saturday. Hey, nowhere to go but up from here. It's going to be a good season.
That's right. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to all of the Hornets and Heartbreak listeners out there. Uh, we will do better in the future. Maybe. <laughs> all right, peace, Tim. All right, Liquor Mark, be safe. If you made it this far, then I want to just apologize for the audio issues. I will be getting a new microphone for Christmas. So thanks, y'all, for listening. I appreciate it. See y'all after the uh, holidays. Peace.